Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. We thank God for this favor to be together again. Once again, because we are in the, in the Father's house, because where we, when we meet together, whether we are under the sky or wherever we may be, we are together, we are in His house. The Bible says He is right in our midst. Praise God. And He says, in His presence is fullness of joy, and at His right hand are pleasures forevermore. In His presence is fullness of joy, at His right hand are pleasures forevermore. You are in His presence, so there is supposed to be fullness of joy. And you are at his right hand. So you are supposed to be experiencing the pleasure of the Father flowing through, right through your veins, through your mind, through your everything. You know, there are times when you sit in a place and you can find like your hair is standing. You know, when it, some, sometimes you can be in the midst of praise and such like this. You feel your hair is standing. Everything on your body is standing because something, you know, surges within you because of the pleasure that is in his presence. And I want you to turn around to your neighbor, just smile at your neighbor, let him or her know that you are there and that you love, you love him or you care for him. That smile will communicate, it speaks, it speaks. Somebody says a, a picture speaks, is it a thousand words? Let him see that picture of a smile on your face, not a long frown face, but at least a smile. It will make a difference to somebody for the glory of God in Jesus' name. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. For the few times that we have, we have shared together, there are a number of things that I have touched. God bless you, Garena. There are a number of things that we have shared. The other time we talked of your voice being a key to the kingdom. Then last, last time we shared, we talked about the master key of the kingdom. And we talked about your tongue. The power of your tongue. The word of God says that life, the power of life and death. Those are the two most powerful forces in the life of human beings. Life and death. And yet the word of God says the power of life and death is right in your mouth, in your tongue. And then we share that, you know, the word that saves you, the word that delivers you, the word that brings life to you is not far away from you. It is right near you in your very mouth. Meaning your deliverance, the key to your breakthrough is not far away from you, is not far away from me. It is right here near us. But many times we don't use it. Many times we ignore it. And it's the thing that God is telling us. And last week our brother Randolph shared with us again. And reminded us something of the mysteries of the kingdom of, of heaven. It's like there is this particular theme that is going through. Without, without even that discussion. There is something about the kingdom that God wants to reveal. And to manifest unto us. For the glory of his name. No wonder Jesus said that, you know, when they asked him, you know, teach us how to pray. He tells them amongst all things, he starts by telling them, tell them, pray our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. And then he begins with, your kingdom come. Why? Because in his kingdom lies the answer to your need. In his kingdom lies the answer to the longing of your heart. In his kingdom lies our wholeness. We can only find completeness in the kingdom of God. Outside that kingdom, we are incomplete. Outside that kingdom, we are lacking. We find we are wanting. We don't, we don't fit. Why? Because the word of God says, you and I, we are not of this world. And Jesus, when before he went to the cross, he declares the same thing. He says, 
My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom was of this place, my servants would have come in and fought so that I'm not handed over to Herod or to Pilate. But he says, but my kingdom is not of this world. And hence, your completeness and my completeness is found when we access this particular kingdom. It is an invisible kingdom. Last week we learned quite a number of aspects to do with the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. And the question is, where do I stand and where do you stand in relation to this particular kingdom? My heart continues to go round and round about the keys of the kingdom. He's, when he says, I have given unto you the keys of the kingdom. And essentially you know the power of the key. And it has been given to every child of God, young or old, small or great, weak or strong. It doesn't matter. The key is the same. And the question is, how are you using your key? Or do you even know the keys that have been handed over into your hands so that you can be able to use them? You can have a thousand and one keys in your hands. You are holding them. But they are of no use to you. As long as you stand outside the door and you don't test to see which particular key am I to use to access this particular you know, opportunity that there is for me to be able to find. Just as our brother was sharing last week about the mysteries of the kingdom. Every treasure that we may ever desire to find, that treasure depends on you discovering where it is located. And many times, most treasures are hidden out of sight. Rarely would you find any treasure just right in the open. Sometimes it can even be very much in the open under your eyes, but it is sort of camouflaged so that you don't realize at first sight, you will not realize it. You've got to either concentrate or set your heart or set your mind to get in into it. Then suddenly you discover, wow. This thing was here all along, and I was not seeing it. And that's why he says, the word of faith is nigh thee, even in your own mouth. That word that saves you. And many times we have missed our opportunities. As I've always liked saying the words of that man who said somewhere, that, you know, opportunity walks on silent feet. And it will not wait for you, even while you pray. You must be found ready when opportunity comes your way. And that's why it says that you, that word is in here in this particular mouth. But many times we, lack, we lose that opportunity because we fail to make use of that particular key. And so to, today, I will share, will share briefly on yet again another key that was dropped into my spirit. I hadn't heard it, but it was dropped into my spirit. And I say, well, I'll pass it on as it came across unto me. And the way the Lord leads you, he will be able to make you discover how to make use of that particular key. Now, before we move on, I want to test whether you have got a, you've got a voice. And I want to test whether you've got a tongue that you are able to use. Many times we lash this particular tongue in using it in so many ways. You know, there's nothing that hurts like the words that we speak. I can come and hit you. With, hit you. The pain will go and you'll forget. You'll remember Paul hit me, but it, the, the pain is not there. So it, it will not really feel bad after some time. You, you'll meet me and say, you hit me last time, but you don't feel the pain. But if I come and call you, you are an idiot. 
you'll be surprised how many years that word will remain in your heart. Every time I meet you, you will see he called me an idiot. Who does he think he is? For years down the line, you will still feel your children, you will tell your children, that man called me an idiot. And your children will tell their children's children that, you know, that man, that family called us idiots. Down the years, that particular pain will remain because of the power what? Of your tongue. That's why the father is looking for how are we using that particular weapon or that particular key that he has, been, he has given unto us. Briefly, I would like Psalms 1, chapter 1, verse 1 up to 3 to be put on the screen. And I, w- I want you to exercise something. Maybe you're exercising it, but I want you to exercise your tongue and your voice yet once again. Today, I want you to minister just to yourself. You are not going to reach out to anybody else. I want you to minister to you so that by God working in you, he will be able to reach out and touch somebody else in Jesus' name. The word of God says that, you know, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly or, or, or of, the, yeah, of the wicked or stand in the way of, of sinners or, or sit in the seat of the, of the mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law he meditates day and night. Now, and then verse 3 goes on and says that he shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither and whatsoever he does, it, shall, it does prosper. Praise God. Now, I want us to go back to verse 1. And briefly, before we enter into the key for today, I want you to speak those words in this format. Every one of us, you read and read for yourself. You say, the blessed am I, because I do not walk in the counsel of the wicked. And I, because I stand in the way, I don't stand in the way of sinners, and I don't sit in the seat of the mockers. Put yourself there. And I want you to speak it right out loud. But my delight is in the law of the Lord. Uh, but my delight is? Is it? Yeah, in the law of the Lord. And in his law, I meditate day and night. We'll jump on to our story and we declare, I am like a tree planted by the streams of water, which I yield my fruit in my season, and my leaf does not wither. And whatsoever, whatsoever I do, prospers. I want you to put you, I, I, I don't want you now to keep saying he is like I, don't know say, I am like a tree that is planted or that is planted by the streams. Can you go to verse 1 Mary? Then we begin once again. So 1, 2, 3, let us go. Blessed am I who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers but my delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law I meditate day and night. I am like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and my leaf does not wither, and whatever I do prospers. Praise God. Turn to your neighbor, tell him, do you know whatever you do prospers? Now do something for me. Can you put your hands in front of you? What, am I, what you are doing might look stupid, but I want you, it says, some of the things of the kingdom look foolish in our own hands, in our, our eyes. Look at your hands, not look at anybody else. Just speak, say, you hands. You, hands. you are blessed. You are blessed. Whatever, you do, Whatever you do, 
prosper in Jesus' name. Shall we go to uh, Psalms 91? And verse 1. Again, I want, us, I want us to declare something from Psalms verse, chapter 91 and from verse 1 through to verse, through to verse 4. It's through, through to verse 6, I think. Through to verse 6. Psalms 91 and from verse 1. These are the scriptures. The scripture. We are basically we, we, we are into the message for this particular evening. And so that is up to verse 6. Again, I would like you, I would like you to t- declare those particular words. Chapter, Psalms chapter 91 from verse 1. And remember again, I want you to put I, I, that when he says, he who dwells in the secret place of the most, I want you to say, I dwell in the secret place of the most. Okay, shall we go from verse 1? Oh, sorry, it has, it has disappeared again. All right, you're free? It will not flip over? Okay, then find it. All right, then. So I want you again put I, I, I. Don't put he. But I want you to put I up until when we reach verse 6. So one, two, three, go. I who dwells in the shelter of the Most High, I will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely, he will save me from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover me with his feathers, and under his wings I will find refuge. His faithfulness will be my shield and rampart. I will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, Know the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at my side, ten thousand at my right hand, but it will not come near me. Just reach there. Praise God. And then finally, I want you to jump on to Psalms 118. Again, another scripture I want you to declare over yourself. I want you to know every time you declare the word of God, you are planting into a very fertile ground. And it will always bear seed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Psalms 118 and verse 14 and, we'll, and verse 15. And then we shall jump to verse 17. Verse 14, can we declare it again? That one is uh, in, 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 in the person. Okay, so, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Again. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Now in verse 15, I want you to re- remove the, 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 the shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. I want you to say shouts of joy and victory resound in my tent because you are righteous <coughs> in the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, shall we go? Shouts of joy and victory resound in my tent. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. Again, shouts of joy and victory resound in my tent. And the Lord's right hand has done mighty things. Now, verse 17. Mm-hmm. 
That's the final one. We are just touching on. Then we move on into the, into the message for this evening, for this morning. Sorry. Anyway, okay, that, that's a, that, that particular bit. Many times we get discouraged and we feel we are going to lose the battle. We are not losing that particular battle. Because that's what the word of God says of you and of me at all times. So shall we go, verse 17, 1, 2, 3. I will not die but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. Once again, I will not die but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. One more time. I will not die, but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. Amen. Praise God. So briefly, straight away, let us turn to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Today, I want us to touch one particular aspect. We've talked on the issues of the voice, your voice being a key to the kingdom. Don't keep silent. In the midst of any storm, in the midst of any particular uh, uh, situation you may be in, learn never to keep silence. Make use of your voice and make use of your time. And those particular two will always go together. Make sure you declare the word. The more you declare the word, the more you speak your voice out, the weaker the grip of the enemy gets on you. And in due time, you will experience liberty and freedom. But the choice is yours. You must make that particular choice. Now today what has been placed upon my heart is there is another key for the kingdom. And this key the Father is desirous to manifest it in our lives. It is a key that we know but maybe we have never thought about it. But I will share it as it came to my heart and it came to me. And this is the key of the seeking heart. The key of the seeking heart. I repeat again, the key of the seeking heart, the key to the kingdom. We talk about the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. But many times we don't access or we don't experience this particular kingdom. But Jesus says, I give unto you the keys of the kingdom. And I say, young or old, these keys are able to function in every hand. That it is laid in every hand that holds it is able to realize the power of that particular key. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Jesus says some interesting words. He says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto it will be added unto you. He places it so simply across, he just says, Seek first the kingdom. But it is a mystery, it is a secret that he is handing over to those ones who believe in him and those ones who are attached unto him. If the kingdom is going to be realized in your life and in my life, if the power and the glory of the kingdom is going to be realized in your life and in my life, there must be the seeking heart. Without a seeking heart, the kingdom will never appear unto you. You will sing about it, you will talk about it, but it will not become a reality. It will only be in word. The scripture says the kingdom of God is not in word. It is in power or it is with power. Praise God. That's what Paul says in the book of Corinthians. That kingdom is in power and it is always to be manifested in power. It is not just a mere utterance that we utter. And he wants it to be manifested in each one of our lives. 
so that God may be admired in us and the kingdom he may start to take influence wherever it is that we may find wherever it is that we may find uh, we may find ourselves you realize that as you seek the kingdom why why is it he says the seeking heart is the key to the kingdom because when you start seeking the kingdom Without your knowledge, what happens is you start drawing away. You start moving away from everything that is of the world. It is a strange scenario that as you start seeking for gold, as you're going deeper and deeper, you, you'll be diamonds or whatever, you'll dig and dig, you sweat and what have you. Eventually, you'll find, you'll find that which you seek. If it is say, if it's the marathons that people are running, races, people are running, exercise, people will exercise and exercise and exercise so their body becomes lean, their muscles are built, and they are set for that particular race to make sure that they will win the gold medal. That's one of the things that virtually everybody desires and aspires to be able to achieve if they are in a race. The Bible says we are in a race, every single one of us. It is the race to access the kingdom. It is the race to possess the kingdom of God. Uh, but he says the key is the seeking. And as you start to seek, your body, your spirit starts to become lean. You start to develop the necessary muscle. That is, things of the world start to get away from your spirit. Your mind, you start to remove as things from your mind which are not in line with the will of God. Strange enough, without you even focusing that, I'm not going to do that. Your desire is, I want to find the kingdom of God. I'm told the kingdom of God is somewhere here. I will stick in this place to start seeking God first, to start asking God, what do you want of me? What do I do? What, where do I go so that I may be able to access this particular kingdom? Suddenly, your mind starts to die to the things of the world. Your heart starts to die to the things of worldliness all round about you. Be it gossip, be it slander, be it hatred, be it one of you. You start losing sight of those things and you start homing in onto that one target. Seek ye first. And then he says, all these other things shall be added unto you. If you take one, Psalms 145, the word of God says something very interesting. He says, you open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The king that is God the Almighty, he is the king within his kingdom, within his domain. And the word of God says, when he opens his hand, the desire of every living thing is met. Every desire of yours and every desire of mine. Is it peace? Is it joy? Is it victory? Is it whatever it is that you may be able to name whatever you desire? The Bible says the desire of every living thing. The moment he opens his hand, the desire of everything is met. Now, where will he open his hand? He does not open his hand anywhere else. He opens his hand within his kingdom. And he's calling you and I, seek ye first my kingdom because that's where I am. When you appear and I open my hand to you, you will not believe you're blown away because every desire, every longing of your heart will be met. Is it, that, is, 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 is it breaking from every bondage? Is it a sickness? Is it whatever kind of you know, setback I have? Is it a problem that I have in my house? He says, draw near, seek my kingdom, Paul. And as you seek, the moment you arrive, 
I will open my hand. And when I open my hand, the desire of every living thing is met. The choice is yours and the choice is mine. If you look in James chapter, James chapter 4 verse 8, the word of God says some very interesting one. He says, come close to God and he will come close to you. That as we draw, as you start developing that desire to draw close, sometimes we home in on things that don't matter. We home in on things that we hurt each other every, every other moment. We say things that hurt each other. We do things that hurt each other. But the desire of the Father, has say, he has said, forget all this that is around you. Let me be the focus that you focus on. And as you draw close to me, and I start growing, clo drawing close to you, he says, you enter into the kingdom, and straight away, the desire of everything that you have, you long for, shall be realized. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You remember the other time Phil shared with us an interesting message where he said, one of the most important things is, you know, fu fulfill the conditions. As you fulfill the conditions, you will not even need to ask anything because you have fulfilled the conditions or straight away you enter into the arena of his favor and the arena of his blessing. And the condition is, seek first my kingdom. So the question is, ask yourself, am I seeking this particular kingdom? Quickly, again, in Second Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 19, the word of God says, again, again, again the, the, that interesting statement, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them who seek, or whose heart is perfect toward him. Now, whose heart is it that is perfect toward him? Another one, another scripture says, whose heart is committed, so, so wholly committed, another version, wholly committed unto him. That is a man and a woman who is longing and who is desiring. When you are in bed, when you are in your house, when you are cooking, whatever it is you are doing, when you are walking on the streets, your heart is pumping with a desire. Oh, that I may know you. Oh, that I may know the power of your resurrection. Oh, that I may experience your presence. Oh, that your will may be done in my heart. Oh, that I may walk in your ways. I may discover what you desire to do in this particular hour. The seeking heart. The seeking heart. The seeking heart is what God is calling us. God is calling, God is calling, is calling us unto. Is that, you know, he must see the seeking heart in you and in me before he manifests himself before he comes out of his hiding and he comes to show himself strong in your behalf and in my behalf he's looking for that seeking heart and the question is do you and do i have that seeking heart or we are the type that are sluggish we just sit back and wait well i got saved god will god will bless me anyway because i am saved there is a condition he has placed for each one of us if at all we're going to see the victories of the Lord, then that our heart must be stirred up day and night. As though we were saying, day and night, let incense arise. Day and night, that praise and that longing and that desire must ascend unto, unto him. When that longing and that desire is in your heart, it ignites, it stimulates something in the heart of God. Every time, that particular, the other day I, I bought milk. I bought milk from the from, from, from the supermarket from the store. And when I reached home, I was removing things from the car. The the, the whatever the bottle the bottle slipped off my hand and it hit the ground. And all the milk poured all the milk poured poured across. I stood there looking at it and say, "Well, too bad." Anyway, the milk is gone. So strange enough, 
That this was interesting. The moment we stepped away, we were going to enter the house. Suddenly, a cat appeared out of nowhere. It had sensed the smell from whatever it was. Straight away, the sense, the sense sent into the, into it whatever its receptors. It reached out straight away. It had come. It was having a feast. And you know, my wife has made me smile. She said, "You know, God has told us we must take care of animals as well. So that, that whoever has cut that is, rest assured, you, the will of God has been done. The milk was for the." <laughs> <laughs> the, the milk was for the cat. But you realize what I brought from it was the sensors. It sensed straight away. The smell, I didn't smell the milk. I just looked at the milk has poured down. And I, but the cat, far from whatever it was, is as if the smell reached it. And it came dashing straight away. It knew something, something was there. That is exactly the same thing with your father and my father. Our God who art in heaven. Praise the Lord. When your heart it ignites with a desire. I want to know him. Straight away, he picks that particular scent from far, 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 wherever it might be. He speaks it that, oh yeah, that's what I've been looking for. And he homes in. Now I say, draw close to me and I will draw close to you. I want you to ask yourself as we share, do I have that longing heart? Do I have that spark within my spirit that every moment it is desiring him? Regardless of what is happening around me, I want him. I need him. I long for him. I just go after him. The Bible says the spirit lasts for the, against the flesh. So my, my last is for the father and for nothing else. And as a result, he starts to draw in. He starts to draw in and coming unto me in, the, in, the, in Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Ecclesiastes chapter, chapter 8 verse 4. The word of God says, where the word of the king is, there is power. Praise God. The power of the king is found in the kingdom. And my brother and my sister, the longing of the father's heart is, where are these seeking hearts? Because my power is in my word. And that word is released unto those hearts that are seeking. In his body, if at all he will find one that will seek him, then that power is made manifest in that place. Let me give you a good example. It's coming to my mind. Look at the guys who go to the gym. If you go to the gym and you're working, you, 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 you are still continually raising weights, 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 weights. In due time, these particular muscles become what? Become, become properly, properly, you know, very, very defined. But it's one place that is just, you're only testing that, whatever. You will not develop the six pack. You will still have just one pack right over on this particular side. But all oh, your hands, your hands will, will develop the muscle proper. And that guy is strong, but only one pack down here. Another one will go to, to, to do whatever they exercise they do. They will develop the six packs right across. Why? Because they are exercising every other aspect of their of their body. So one part of the body can get strong and can get very defined, but the other part is not defined. You and I, we are the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. If each one of us will do our part, will play our part in the gym of the Spirit, the body will become perfect and strong for the glory of God in the highest. I would desire, and that particular working in that gym is in the seeking heart. The seeking heart is the gym that the Spirit is calling you and I unto. And I want you, whether you're young or whether you're old, determine in your spirit, I'm going to seek God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And there is only one way of seeking him. Crying out from the depths of his heart, I want to know you. I desire you. I want to know you. I desire you. Sing praise unto him over and over again. In the times of distress, when you are annoyed, force your spirit, I will sing praise to the Lord. I know so and so has let me down, but I will, I will not focus that why did he or she let me down. I will focus on praising him. That is seeking him because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Praise God. Now, as we seek him in that particular arena of praise and the arena of magnifying his holy name, his strength starts to be realized in our lives. And we start to get into our feet. We start to experience the muscle to walk again. We start to experience the muscle to experience his presence and his grace upon our lives again in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. The word of God says some very interesting word. He says he has made everything beautiful and appropriate in its time. Then he says he has also planted eternity in the human heart. And when he says he has planted in the amplified version. He says he has also planted eternity. That is a sense of divine purpose in the human heart. That is a mysterious longing which nothing under the sun can satisfy except God. And he says, yet man cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. But one of the strange things he says in that Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11, he has placed eternity in your heart and in my heart. And the reason why he dropped that particular aspect of eternity in your spirit in you, in you and in, in me is for the purpose of realizing that there is a divine purpose that I am here for. It is for the purpose of you and I realizing I am designed to long after, to seek after God. It is a secret that he has placed in you and in me because he loves you and he loves me. That that particular secret will draw you to him. Will cause you that if perchance you wake up in your mind. You discover nothing of this world is of value. Because the world and everything that is of the world is passing away. But only that one who does the will of God. Who seeks after God will endure forever. That's what the scripture says. And so when you discover that the world is passing away, you start homing in onto this particular one favor that is most wonderful and most glorious, and you reach out to attain it. That's why it says he has placed eternity into our hearts so that we may be able to reach out and be able to seek after him. If you are to look at Psalms chapter 14, I think it's verse 2 or verse, yeah, verse 3, I think. He says, the, I think verse 2, the Lord looks down from heaven to see if, verse 3, the Lord looks down from heaven to see if there is, a, 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 the Lord looks down from heaven upon the sons or the children of men to see if there is any who understands, any who seek God. That is Psalms 14 and verse 3. The Lord looks down from heaven to, um, upon the children of men. He's looking upon every single one of us at this particular hour. And his desire is, is that, is there a longing heart? Is there a longing heart in Hope Community Church? Or are they just coming to church for the, to meet together for the sake of meeting together? He's looking for that longing heart. 
And my brother and my sister, I want you to determine within yourself, old or young, I'm going to be that one whom God will find, that spark, sparking out that I am seeking, I am seeking him. Because when he finds you, I will be blessed. Praise God. Amen. Our brother there will be blessed. Our sister there will be blessed. When he finds you, that one person, and how about if he finds all of us, we are seeking him. Peribel will be on fire for the glory of his holy name. The whole of London will be set aflame because of all these precious, precious vessels that are here that have got that ignite into their spirit to seek after him because they have discovered that particular longing on the depths of that longing that is in the depths of their spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ask yourself again, do I have, do I have a seeking heart? And if you don't have a seeking heart, if you have not been experiencing that seeking spirit within your spirit, if that secret cry has not been within you over and over, that when you leave church, you forget about things of God. It doesn't it only occurs once in a while, once in a while. That's when it comes into your mind about the things of God. I want you to start crying unto God even now. Father, give me a seeking heart. Father, give me a seeking heart. We cannot develop it of ourselves. It develops in us as a work of grace. It develops in us as a work of the Spirit. That as we cry out unto Him, His Spirit starts to form and to mold our hearts. And makes us to start sensing our emptiness. It starts sensing our poverty. It starts sensing our hunger and our thirst. As our brother was sharing last time. It makes us just sensing that aspect that, you know, I am not complete where I am. I long, I thirst for righteousness. I long, I thirst to know the mercy of God. I will reach out and show somebody mercy. I long to know the peace of God. So I will reach out to make peace. Why? Because it says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Praise God. There are so many blessings, there are so many secrets that as we were being, being taught last particular Sunday. But all of these are realized out of that particular key. The seeking heart. The seeking heart makes all these particular things to become a reality. If you look in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 13 to 16. You need to be cutting maybe your, your pains if at all you're going to be getting this by your scriptures and write them. Go to look, uh, to look at them uh, in your own homes. He says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 13 to 16. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly if they had called to mind that country from which they had come, they would have had an opportunity to return. But now they desire a better. That is a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God for he has prepared for them. A city. Praise God. Amen. God is not ashamed to be called the God of the seeking heart. Praise God. Do you have a seeking heart, my brother? 
If you want the Father to stand and in your behalf, like when Job, when the devil went to appear before God and, and, and somehow, and God asked him, hey, have you seen my servant Job? That is a heart that is seeking after God. God is ready to arise and boast in your behalf. Because of you, he is ready to rise up and blow his trumpet. If he blows the trumpet once in a while. He is ready to arise and say, I have you seen my, my boy? Have you seen my, my daughter? Have you seen my son? Have you seen? Have you seen? He's boasting to the enemy. Telling him that there is none like that one. He's unique. His heart is after me. Praise God. No wonder he tells of David, he speaks of David and says, I have found in David a man after my own heart. Oh, that God may look in Hope Community Church and find you. Say that I have found in Hope a woman, a man after my own heart in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Will that be you? Will that be me? The choice, the choice is ours. Realize, he says, if they had been mindful of the country from whence they had come. The country where they had come is the country where there is a lot of heartaches. A lot of setbacks and a lot of everything that you can call discouraging. But they had come from that particular country. The Bible says they removed their minds from that particular country. They didn't sit back to say, oh, I wish I had been. Oh, when I used to be. It is not wise to keep on saying when I used to be. That's what exactly the scripture says. Cut off yourself from the past and home in onto the kingdom. Seeking father, you have said this kingdom is in me. You have said this kingdom is before my very eyes. You have said this kingdom surrounds me. But father, I am not seeing it. Oh God, remove this dampness and this ignorance from my spirit that I may be able to see. Open my eyes, O oh Father, that I may be able to know the spirit of wisdom and revelation. For how long am I to take counsel in my own heart, having no sorrow in my heart daily? He says, enlighten my eyes, O oh God, so that I do not sleep the sleep of death, and so that my enemy does not triumph over me, so that those who hate me do not rejoice when I am moved. Praise God. Amen. He has set his heart. He cries unto God. If you go to Psalms 13, he says, Why are you far off? Why do you hide yourself, O God, in times of trouble? I like the way the, 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 the psalmist cries unto the Father. And that is the seeking heart that he is longing to ignite in you and in me. So why have you forgotten? Will you forget me forever? Praise God. He has not forgotten you, but the seeking heart feels the, the pressures around from all around, and it feels like you've been forgotten. So it yearns out to the Father and says, oh, will you forget me forever? How long will you leave me, oh God? And that's what the Father loves. Yes, child, I am here. I will arise in your behalf. I will show myself strong for you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The choice is yours. The choice is mine. We must make use of the key of the voice and the key of the tongue that has been given unto us. Don't let it lie dormant within your spirit, within your mouth. Make use of it. The word of God says the course of nature is set ablaze by this small guy. The Bible says that the course of nature is set on fire by it. It is that powerful. And it's right here with you. Every one of you has it. The weapon that will make a difference in the whole of the United Kingdom and in the whole of the lives of many that surround us in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. 
The word of God says in Amos chapter 5 verse 6. He says, seek the Lord and live. Praise God. Seek the Lord and live. If you want to live, you must discover the seeking heart. You want to be healed, discover the seeking heart. You want to be delivered, discover the seeking heart. You want to prosper, discover the seeking heart. You want the breakthrough that you desire, discover the seeking heart. It is a powerful key for the kingdom. It makes all the difference from the moment when the seeking heart is released. God sends forth his angels from heaven because he says they are the ministering spirits unto the heirs of salvation. And the moment your heart starts to you know, beat with a desire, oh, that I may know him, he releases the necessary help. He wants to know me. She wants to know me. He sends help from his sanctuary and he arrives to show himself strong. To defend you. Why? Because the seeking heart is unique to the Father. Praise God. In the world, they don't seek Him. They will go reveling and, you know, reveling and doing all sorts of rivalry, whatever it is that they want to do. But if you decide that I will seek Him, it will make a difference in your life for the glory of God in the highest. Quickly, there are some four things that I will touch and then we'll be able to summarize. The Word of God. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13 and 14, we look for deliverance in many things. We look for release from many things that surround us. And sometimes we wonder why ABCD maybe is not happening. Sometimes we seek. Sometimes we run from place to place seeking Seeking help from other people. But there is something that God wants to each one of us to discover. And each one of you to be able to manifest within your life the power of, the, of, of, of this kingdom. In view of the seeking, in view of that key of the seeking heart. Hear what he says in Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 13 and 14. And you will seek me and find me. Again hear that. You will seek me and find me. When you search me with all of your heart, I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you, I will bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you to the place from which I cause you to be carried away captive. There is a powerful promise. You have experienced laws. You have experienced terrible laws. A lot has been stolen from you. Your joy, your peace, your composure has been stolen away from you. But there is a promise here that he says one of the power of the keys of the kingdom. If you will seek me with your whole heart, this is what he declares unto you and unto me. He says, I will bring you back from your captivity. It does not matter what kind of captivity you've been in. Is it a sickness? Is it a pain that has been within your system that nobody knows about? Is it what others have told you it is a curse of your family? And you have believed in that particular curse and you have lived always in my family is cursed? The word of God clearly says if you make up, my, up your mind, pick up this particular key of the seeking heart and reach out to make this particular difference that you will seek me. 
with all your heart. He says, I promise, I the Lord, I promise, I'll bring you back from your captivity. I'll bring joy back into your spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The choice, the choice is yours. The, the, your deliverance is found in seeking him. You know, whatever holds you back or whatever oppresses you, there is an answer. He will bring you back from your captivity. He will bring you back into the place where he has designed you to be. Look in your own life as I look in my own life. Where is my captivity? Is there a weakness in me? That maybe is there a besetting sin in my life or in your life that causes me to fall before God every now and then? I've got to keep on coming and say, oh, please forgive me. I have sinned, I have sinned, I have sinned, I have sinned. Until it carries away my joy and steals the joy of the Lord from my spirit. He says, seek me, my child. You'll have victory over that sin. You'll have victory over that habit. You'll have victory over that sickness. I will deliver you from your captivity, says the Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. The word of God declares another aspect that, you know, your wellness, that is your deliverance. We've spoken of your deliverance. Your wellness. You know, people ask me, why do you always say all is well? Whenever everybody asks me, oh, how are you, Paul? I tell them all is well. Because truly all is well. For the word of God says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Until the righteous, it shall be well with them. Praise God. So even in the midst of the storm, I hear the word, tell Paul, it shall be well with you. In the midst of the valley of the shadow of death, tell my son or tell my daughter, it is well, it shall be well with them. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, I am redeemed. I'm not sinking in this valley of death or in this valley of the shadow of death. Praise God. I am breaking through. Why? The seeking heart in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Your wellness. The Bible says in Psalm, in Isaiah 26 verse 3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. You want to be well? Learn to get your mind fixed on the Lord. There's a scripture in, in, in uh, Matthew 7, 1, 2 where Jesus says something interesting. Then I'll come back to that one. He says, judge not that you may not be judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. That is the law of nature. And Jesus Christ speaks that particular that message unto his body. And he tells us, judge not, so that you will not be judged. Why? If you have the seeking heart, if I see my brother has done something terrible, done something wrong, I am not supposed to take my time, waste my time, thinking of what wrong my brother has done. Oh, how he has hurt me. What evil he has done to me. Don't waste your time. Because when you waste your time, into, that is you have already entered into the seat of the judge. He says, judge not. Instead, he says something interesting which is difficult. But by his grace, we are able to, we can achieve it if we have the seeking heart. He says, instead of judging, do what? Seek him. Look after him. He says, love covers a multitude of sin. You don't even go to the father telling him, oh God, my brother has sinned and done this against me. You are already judging and reporting him to the father. What for? You go forward and say, father, thank you for your love. Have mercy on your son. Minister to him that he be restored in your grace and in your love and in your goodness in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the favor of God rest upon him or upon her in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Establish him in holiness, oh God. 
establish him in your favor in your goodness let him have strength to overcome that sexual sin let him have strength to overcome that particular you know greed within his spirit let him have grace to overcome that avarice oh god in the name of jesus glorify yourself in his life glorify yourself in the life of my seek the glory of god you are seeking his heart you are not measuring on my brother or on, on, on your sister. You are measuring on the glory of God being manifested in that particular man or in that particular woman. You will be surprised. He says, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Praise God. I spoke to you last time. I, may, I, I, said, I said a wrong statement. I said the rosewood tree. It's not the rosewood tree. It's supposed to be the redwood tree. Yeah, I was talking of the unity within the body. I told you about the, the, the redwood. It grows and grows and grows. It is almost unheard of. The, road, the red tree being removed or uprooted from the ground by storms or whatever. Other trees will be removed and thrown away. But the red tree does not get yanked out of the ground for one reason. It is said as they grow, the red tree, even the young ones, they start spreading out their, their roots. It is said their roots don't even go deep like other trees with a long tap root. He said their roots spread out and they link. They link with other rose, red, red trees, roots of other red trees. Even the two young ones go and hold on to the roots of the bigger ones. And the whole forest can have, wherever the red tree is, they have sent a big network. All, all round about and they all hold each other together. And when the storms come, it makes no difference to these guys because it cannot, the storm cannot yank the whole forest up. It can only yank out the small guys who are not linked together. So my brother and my sister, seek the Lord, praise God. And as you seek him, I and you, we shall be linked because as our hearts are seeking him, he will do something in us that will make us to link together in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It will make a powerful body for the Lord Jesus Christ. And his grace and his miracles will be mightily made manifest in this place for the glory of his name. In Jesus' name. The seeking heart. The seeking heart. Check yourself. Do I have the seeking, do I have the seeking heart? And thirdly, your peace is found. In seeking in him. That is, oh, sorry, the, your wellness. Your wellness, I'm sorry, you used the wrong, the wrong scripture. Your wellness, your, your, peace, your peace is found in him. And your wellness is found in Isaiah 58. I will just touch that briefly. And then summarize in a few verses here in, 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 in Psalms. And then we shall be, we shall be on, 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 on our way. Isaiah 58. There's a scripture that you know very well. And I would, I would like you, maybe when you are at home, Look at it yourself. Isaiah chapter 58. The kingdom of God is an interesting, is, 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 there's something interesting about this particular kingdom that the Father has called us unto. If you want to find this kingdom as you seek, and as you reach out to experience the power and the glory of the kingdom of God, I want you to take into account Isaiah 58. There's something interesting that he mentions in Isaiah chapter 58 and from verse 6. You listen to what he says. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? To lose the bones of wickedness? To undo the heavy burdens? To let the oppressed go free? And that you break every yoke? Is it not that you share your bread with the hungry? And that you bring, your house, you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? 
when you see the naked that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh? Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rare God. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, Here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and the speaking wickedness, and if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light will, shall down in the darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones and you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters shall not fail. Those from among you shall build the old west places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations and you shall be called the repairer, the repairer of the bridge, the restorer of the streets to dwell in. Praise God. I want Hope Community Church, let us open our eyes to the needy. Let us open our eyes to the poor. Let us open our eyes to the hungry. Let us open our eyes to those ones who are homeless. Let me tell you something. There is a blessing and a secret. If each one of us make up your heart, seek out some needy person somewhere. If you have whatever you have, minister to that particular person. Whether he is a believer or not a believer, it doesn't matter. The word of God has not item I, I, I say that you know a, 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 an unbeliever who is not who, who who is homeless don't minister to him. No, he says whoever is needy, let us discover this particular key. As we seek God, we will discover that when you minister to the needy and to the poor, you are ministering to God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Your wellness will be made manifest as you have heard when we reach out into the community. When we reach out to those that we are in need, you walk on the streets and you see somebody and your heart pumps, you know, make a point. Father, show me some poor person somewhere. Show me somebody who is in need. If you know anybody in the midst of the church who doesn't have food, he doesn't have clothes, he doesn't have something, please don't keep quiet. Reach out. Come and tell us. Go and tell somebody somebody is in need. Let us do something about it. Do it in secret. Minister it unto the brother and to that sister. Reach out unto those ones who are sick. Let us reach out unto each other. You hear somebody is sick. Don't sit back in your home and say, ah, they are sick. They are in hospital. Reach out. Go unto them. If you hear somebody is in hospital, bring the word so that we may be able to go and see them. Let that particular love and that concern be made manifest in our midst. The Bible says our glory shall rise like the noonday. Praise God. The choice is yours. The choice is mine. Having the seeking heart. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. I want you to finish with Psalms chapter 84, verse 5 and 7. There's something interesting that the word of God puts in this place. He says, blessed is the man. Psalms 84, verse 5 to 7. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. Blessed is that man or that woman whose strength is in the Lord and whose heart is set on pilgrimage your heart is set on reaching out you must find him you must find the kingdom your heart cries and longs out blessed is that man then he says verse 6 as they pass through the valley of Becca the other meaning of Becca is weeping as they pass through the valley of weeping they make it a spring the rain also covers it with pools the other word for pools is blessings. The rain also covers it with blessings. 
They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. Praise God. When you set your heart on pilgrimage, my brother, the pilgrimage to find God, the pilgrimage to find the kingdom, the pilgrimage that makes your heart to be, you know, you feel, I'm poor in spirit. Yea, yours is the kingdom of God. That I, am, I choose to be merciful, I shall obtain mercy. I choose to be pure in heart because I shall be able to see God. I will see God. That I will be a peacemaker because I then shall be a son of God in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't care persecution because that is part of what it means to be a child of the kingdom of the, of the king of glory in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For I am different. I am thirsty. I am hungering for righteousness for I shall be filled in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ, the seeking heart, the seeking heart, the seeking heart. I finish with these words, the seeking heart. They dropped into my spirit, I'll read them out. The seeking heart sends a signal to the kingdom receptors. I repeat again, the seeking heart sends a signal to the kingdom receptors. And the, the kingdom will come toward you. Secondly, the longing heart logs into the kingdom channels. Just as you log into a, a website. The seeking heart logs, the moment the seeking heart rises, it, it hooks in. It logs into the channels of the kingdom. You will hear the waves. The waves and the frequency of the kingdom coming into your spirit. Why? Because of the seeking heart. Thirdly, the desirer's heart causes the lights of the kingdom, landing strip or runway to turn on. Sometimes we are flying up and we don't know where to land. You know how dangerous it is for a plane when it can't in the dark and in the storm. It can't see the runway. But the seeking heart is like your plane is flying. And suddenly when the seeking heart poops on and starts to desire the landing strip lights, they come on. And the Bible says in Psalms 112, And to the upright there arises light in the darkness. Praise God. The landing strip, my brother, will come. Your seeking heart turns those particular lights of that runway. Your plane will land in safety for the glory of God. The zealous heart sets the sail of your ship to weather the storms of life and to bring you safe into the harbor in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I repeat again, the zealous heart sets the sails of your ship and to weather the storms, your sails will not be torn. Why? And it says, it will bring you safe into the harbor, and that is into his arms, into the safety that he has prepared for you in the name of Jesus Christ. And finally, the seeking heart is the sure anchor of your soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters into the presence beyond the veil in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My brother and my sister, develop a seeking heart. Develop a seeking heart. I finish with that scripture where it says in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 13. I'm just reading and then I'm gone. For when God made a promise to Abraham. Because he could not swear by no greater. He swore by himself saying surely. 
Blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured seeking, he obtained the promise. Praise God. For men indeed swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. Thus, God determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by oath that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope that has been set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil, where the forerunner, even our Lord Jesus Christ, having become high priest forever, where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become the high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek, in the name of Jesus Christ. Seek to have the seeking heart in Jesus' name.